Hey, everybody. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Secret Place Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're your hosts. My name is Akash. And I'm Miriam. And we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're having an incredible week. Happy yep. Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. Hope this week's been treating you well. I love a good Friday. Fridays are the best. Those are our day offs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We love our day <laughs> offs. We truly do. We truly love Fridays. They're so much fun. But thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're excited that you're here. Um, episode two. It's technically episode one. Yeah, I guess so. Because the intro is an intro, right? Yeah, but <laughs> episode two. We'll go for it. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, we're here, everybody. And um, first of all, just to start off everything, um, we want to start with a little bit of gratitude um, because we've had an overwhelming response to the intro. Mm -hmm. There's been so many people that have reached out to us that have been sharing and posting um, people that came up to us in person, just saying that they were super excited for this podcast and your words were truly, truly encouraging. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, really. I know, so it's special. just so encouraging because doing something like this can be so intimidating. And although like we felt such a prompting and we know the reasons why we're doing it, we're just so grateful that we have so much love from people we know and even people that we don't know. Yeah, no. So that was very sweet and it really encouraged our hearts. Yeah, no, we were looking at a few of the um, just analytics of how it went and the response was amazing. So we just want to say thank you guys so much. And it gave us a lot more confidence to jump on here for episode two and we're excited about this one we really are babe tell them what we're talking about today today's today's a special one y'all today we're going to be diving into our testimonies yeah um i'm going to share my testimony Miriam's going to share her testimony and it's going to be really just an opportunity for us to um bring you guys into a little bit of our history but um also to kind of talk about the importance of sharing testimonies because um, we know that it's, you know, something that's in the Bible and something that is spoken about where we need to be sharing about our testimonies. And that's the reason, that's the whole reason why we have the Bible. Right. You know, people took the time to jot down all the great things that God was doing in and through their lives. And these are all the, you know, stories that we get to read about and, you know, testimonies are still happening to this day too. Like God is still moving. God is still saving. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that we have this opportunity to kind of share what he's done in our lives um and just kind of touch on this topic a little bit because we want to set the tone for um this week mm -hmm. in a positive way so um we're super excited we can't wait yeah i also think it's gonna be so cool to have two completely different testimonies yeah um you guys are gonna hear about it in a bit but akash grew up in a non-christian household yeah. and i grew up in a catholic background yeah so it's two very different stories and we just hope that you can relate you feel encouraged to speak up on your own testimony yeah. and like not feel like it's too big or too small it's just talking about how faithful god has been in your life yeah and it's so powerful i'm excited to hear akash's testimony yesterday night i was telling him like i know your story but i can't wait to hear it because i think it's so powerful and it moved um, it moved me so much and encouraged me so much in my own faith. So I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, no. to hear yours. It was, it was pretty crazy when we were talking about it last night before going to bed. Um, just even like thinking back to it 
and like thinking about all that God has done in our lives. Yeah. Because my testimony is heavily involved with Miriam, um, like being like the main character of my story. Stop um, it. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> you know, she doesn't like being called the main character for a lot of things, but in my testimony, <laughs> it's an honor for her. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's an honor for her. <laughs> yeah. I love it. it's, it's definitely <laughs> something that um, I'm excited to share about. And um, I'm excited for you guys to hear about Miriam's testimony, too. Um, because it's truly powerful and um, there's something that when we were talking about it last night that God was truly reminding me of um, he, he reminded me that when you share about your testimony you are kind of confirming his character you right know? you're For kind sure. of like uh, confirming who God is and the power that he has and so um, I'm excited to talk about this but also like um, we get to share the impact that that testimony uh, that, that these testimonies have on you know our families and stuff like that and yeah. we're seeing that happen now um where yeah. our families are being impacted um through the work of god and so um there's a cool scripture that um we were reading about in our acts bible study mm-hmm. um when uh peter and john are like standing before the sanhedrin and they're like um the sanhedrin's like going all like going crazy on them just being like hey like in what power and in whose name are you doing all these miracle signs and wonders? And, you know, they're being accused of all these things because they're healing people and all that stuff. And they're doing greater things, just like um, Jesus promised that the disciples and all of us that follow Christ are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's in Acts 4, um, verse 20, where it says, um, this is Peter talking to them, where he's like, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And I think that is so powerful because we've all seen God's goodness. We've all seen um, his faithfulness. And now it's time to share and it's time to talk about it, too. So I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. So um, I'm going first. This is going to be this is going to be pretty crazy. Um, (laughs) But just like um, Miriam was sharing before. Yeah, I did not grow up in a in a Christian household. Um, You know, I didn't grow up with faith at the center of my life that wasn't something that i ever um focused on Mm -hmm. and it it really um it really showed in the way i used to behave and the way i used to act and um like you guys know me and Miriam have known each other since we were like six years old we actually don't know that we told them that in the intro oh we We, did yeah we did we shared that a little bit (laughs) and now this is where we dive into it a little bit more this is where we dive into a little bit more so I've known Miriam since I was six and we grew up together um, in mutual sports and um, I was not a nice kid, y'all. I know that might be a bit surprising now, but back then, like Miriam's just looking at me right now with a big smile because (laughs) she's the one that, um, yeah, she's the one that knows that more than anybody. So um, I was not a nice person. I was, um, what would, how would I classify this? I was someone that was chasing attention as a kid, as a teenager, even as a young adult, I was Mm -hmm. always chasing attention and I always wanted to be the center of attention and I would do anything. Like when I say anything, I would do anything to uh, be at the center of attention, even if that meant doing bad to people. So unfortunately um, through that, um, Miriam was always, always always in love with me um <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah, Mary, yeah. Miriam always was in love with me 
and um she was very very close to me from a very young age like she would pray for me um she would always be there um, behind the scenes waiting for this day to take place where i would be the man of god that i am today and so when um i wasn't such a nice kid she was on the receiving end of that yeah. And it was it. Now that I look back at it, it really breaks my heart that that's <laughs> that's what I used to do. And, you know, I was a snotty kid. So um, that carried on until we first started dating when we were like 14. Oh, gosh. Which was uh, honestly, she was my first kiss. Um, she was my first Sorry, girlfriend. <laughs> no, she was my first girlfriend. And um, again, at that time, too, I was not centered around God. I was not centered around Christ. I was not centered around faith. But. Miriam was, and ever since we were kids, ever since we were um, 14, like, that was always something that intrigued me, like, the way that she carried herself, um, the way that she would always love me and forgive me, um, despite all the things I did, and that was really what's planted the seed, and we were talking about this last night, where I was like, yeah, you know what, like, the way you lived your life really planted the seed for me to be like, I want to know about this faith, and it took me till I was about 20 to figure that out. But um, it really was because of the way that Miriam would carry herself and act um, that really encouraged me to um, know about Christianity, know about what it looks like to have a relationship with God and to have a heart that is after God's own heart. So fast forward, um, 20 years old, COVID, um, 2020, the world was in a crisis. And I know that 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people and a lot of people around the world. Um, but if it wasn't for COVID, I would not be here today. I would not be the man of God that I am today. I would not yeah. have the story that I have today. So I know that it's a tough topic to talk about. But for me, if COVID didn't happen, if the world didn't shut down, and if my uh, career didn't shut down, I would not have a relationship with God today. So honestly, 2020 was the greatest um, blessing of my life. Um, I, reconne I reconnected with Miriam after being away from her for a couple of years while I was playing um, professional cricket around the world. Um, so I was over in New Zealand and traveling and like cricket was the center of my life. That was what my identity was wrapped up in. That's all I knew. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, and that's where all my worth was. So if I was doing good in cricket, life was great. If I wasn't, I was a mess. So from there, um, obviously the world shut down, so I couldn't play cricket anymore. So I had, um, a very depressing winter. And I remember in November of 2020, I was sitting there in my kitchen and, um, I could remember that it was this overwhelming feeling in my heart that, um, again, I never heard God's voice audibly, but in that moment, it felt like he was speaking right to me where he was saying, um, I want to place my um identity in you i want to give you back your identity in him in christ in in god so um in my room um again jesus was always around me in my life ever since i was a kid like if we we, we, we always talk about it and like the movies i used to watch the tv shows um just the overall like surroundings like jesus was always there he yeah. was always surrounding me i just i just wasn't um, available to him. I just wasn't noticing him and picking that up. So, um, there was a Bible in my, in my drawer, in my room. 
So um, obviously we couldn't go to church at that time. So again, I picked up the Bible knowing that, you know, again, this was because Miriam was in my life and I was like, she's a Christian. She's an amazing woman. And I just want to know more about the faith that she's holding on to because she was the only Christian in my life at that time. There was nobody else. And um, so I began reading my Bible, literally just in my room that entire winter by myself. And I would always reach out to Miriam and ask her questions. <laughs> um, I would ask her what this meant in a certain scripture and stuff like that. So um, that was how I spent that winter in 2020. And um, obviously I was struggling through a lot of like addictions and stuff like that at that time too. Um, obviously being um, a man being wrapped up in like pornography and stuff like that too. Um, so I was wrapped up in those addictions. That was a very big, um, chain in my life, very heavy bondage in my life, which I was exposed to at a very, very young age through, um, people that I was surrounded with, um, in, um, the team sports that I was playing. And I was exposed to it at the age of 10, um, just literally being around the wrong people and just being a curious young kid. So that was something that was on me for a long period of my life. And um, I feel like that was one thing that I struggled with more than anything in my life. And um, it was just so powerful to see that in my relationship with Christ as it was growing, um, he was helping me with that addiction because that was the biggest thing that was keeping me away from God, like keeping me away from reaching out to him and talking to him because I always felt shameful. I always felt um, like not worthy. I always felt dirty. Like I never felt mm -hmm. pure to come into his presence. And right. so I remember there was um, um, one Saturday I was actually talking to Miriam at this time and I was like planning like, Hey, let's go to like um, a picnic or something. <laughs> I'm like, so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's go to a picnic or something. Let's go to lunch um, or something um, over this weekend. And um, she reached like she reached out back to me and she was like, you know what? Why don't we go to church this Sunday? Um, and I was like, okay, like I'm down. She's like, yeah, um, I go to this church. I think you'll really like it. Um, and um, I would love for you to come. So I said yes. And I was like, obviously, I, w I said yes because you know, I really liked Miriam and I was <laughs> really into her and just me being a vessel. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I was really into her. And so I said yes, because, um, I just wanted to be with her that weekend. And, um, I had already talked to her about how much I wanted to be around a Christian community. I was start as I was starting up my faith walk and everything like that. So that was, um, a huge invitation that she, um, reached out and, and gave me. So yeah, we went to church that Sunday and that, Sunday, I gave my life to Christ after um, a message that I heard from our pastor um, called um, Be Careful What You Copy. And the whole root behind that message was to make sure that we are not copying the things of this world and being transformed by the things of this world that separate us from God, like chasing um, fame and notoriety and money and all these things that a lot of like the athletes that i was surrounded by and like what my sport and career was all about it was about chasing that fame and chasing all that success and all the wrong things and so um that was the day that um god reminded me of, of my identity in him and he gave mm -hmm. me my identity in him which was so powerful and i gave my life to christ that day and I remember because yeah. that was the first time that me and Marion went to church and 
I just remember that whole day. I think you do too, where I was like, that whole day, like there was something going on in my life. Like something, God was doing something in my heart that whole day. And Miriam was like looking over at me being like, are you okay? And like, he just, was weeping. Yeah. We were like, really crying. We were yeah. trying to hide it, but yeah, I was, I was trying not to be a crybaby in front of my future wife, but yeah. Um, yeah, the Holy Spirit just took over that, that day. And, um, it really broke me down and it really shook me. And, um, yeah, I just decided to give my life to Christ and to follow him wholeheartedly. And, um, even though I did give my life to Christ in that time, um, there was still a few months of, um, you know, falling short of going back into addiction, falling back into cycles, falling back into pornography and stuff like that. So I wasn't quite delivered from that just yet um, until November of that year. Um, I was just getting baptized um, on the 21st of November. And the week before that, um, I remember I was in my room and I was really, 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 really struggling with this. Like I was feeling so much shame, so much guilt, so much regret. And I remember just laying down flat out in my bedroom on the floor and just like, I don't think I've ever been in a posture of surrender more than that in that moment. Like that was such a powerful moment with just me and God in my room. And I remember I was just praying to him and asking him to take away this thorn that was in my flesh and take away this addiction Mm -hmm. and help me to, you know, deliver uh, myself from this. And I remember I sat there and I sat there and I sat there and I just um, kept on praying, kept on just surrendering it, kept on just crying out to God. And um, I remember the next morning, the very next morning, y'all, I'm not even making this up. The next morning, God delivered me from my addiction. Like it wasn't even like a few days. It wasn't even a few months. It was the very next morning. I fell asleep that night. I woke up the next day and everything changed. Mm -hmm. My heart changed. My mind changed. Everything changed. There was no urge to do it anymore. There was no urge to um, go to sites that were like corrupting my whole mind and my heart. No urge for that whatsoever. Like it was a full on deliverance overnight. And he snapped me out of it. And like my chains are broken. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't know how to explain that feeling more than like, just by saying like, he broke those chains Mm -hmm. off of me. And that, that same week in that Sunday, I was getting baptized. And I remember in that moment, I was like, really, really, really just so happy that I was going down into that water, knowing that he has delivered me from this addiction, broken off my chains. And I'm actually coming out of the water, a new creation. Mm-hmm. And I celebrated that um, on that Sunday, which was so special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 that, that's a moment I'll never forget in my life where um, I vividly remember every single step I took that day, um, getting baptized. And I came out of that water a new creation. Amen. And um, it was just so powerful, like really, really powerful to see the power of God. And, you know, after reading all the stories in the Bible of God delivering people and healing people and redeeming people and restoring people, like I was a part of that lineage. I was a part of that story and I was a part of um, God's saving power. So 
That's so good. Yeah, honestly, there's a lot there. I know I've been <laughs> I know I've been talking a lot, but this is stuff that I really wanted to share about because I know that there's people out there as well. Yeah. Um, who might be feeling this? Who might um. <sighs> who might be struggling through these things or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, my encouragement for you guys and for everybody listening, um, whatever it is that you're struggling with, it doesn't have to be pornography. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be anything that you're wrestling with. Um, but truly surrender is the best way for God to move in your life. Mm-hmm. You surrender to him and you watch him. He will break your chains off of your life and he will redeem you and restore you. And he will give you such a grace that overwhelms you. Yeah. In such a powerful way. So that's my testimony. That is um, what I've seen God do in my life. And um, yeah, that feels good to get it off of my chest to everybody here, honestly. Yeah. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but it just feels good to know that um, I've spoken about the power of what God has done in my life. I think it's so, it's so powerful, babe. And also, <laughs> I don't know, like, obviously telling the story of how you used to be and who you are now is like you can only take it how you see it yeah but being able to watch you grow into the man that you are today i will talk about my testimony but has encouraged me so much in my walk and like it literally you testify to the goodness of god and god's grace just by living the life that you do right now yeah i'm honestly telling you all there's there's only two people in all of creation that know about my transformation better than myself and that is god and Miriam. <laughs> like these like both of them have been by my side this whole process so honestly i'm excited for you guys to hear Miriam's side of her testimony and mm-hmm. the work that god has done in her life because again um there are some mutual factors in it but also yeah. like um, we've both been heavily involved in each other's lives through the most transformative seasons of our lives too. So, yeah. um, I'm, it's so, it's honestly such an honor to be able to sit here with her and, and share this with you guys. So pass it on to my wife. <laughs> All right. Here I go. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in a Catholic household. Yeah. My parents were really strong in their faith. Well, I'm not going to say they aren't anymore, but their influence on our life faith wise was heavy. Yeah. I remember we used to have Bible studies together on the floor, all five of us. Um, and my mom used to like print out, like she printed out a booklet of Urdu and Punjabi hymns, like in my language, like worship music. And she used to teach them to me and my brothers and we would sing worship music. Yeah in like different languages Miriam was a cute angel like she was a cute baby (laughs) i can only imagine her sitting there listening like listening to worship music and singing along like she was really cute and it was just like it was something really heavy my parents always taught me to wake up early in the morning read your bible and do your homework yeah and that was like the way i used to live my life as a kid and obviously that was very enforced because my parents had a lot of say in my life yeah which i was so grateful for because now i look back and i'm like oh i want to do that with my kids and i want to be able to adapt that moving forward and um but in that moment i really didn't take it as it was i didn't understand the importance i just did it because i had to do it okay like looking back at it now um but yeah we 
we were really a faith-driven family. We used to go to church, Urdu church, and um, sometimes Catholic church. And I never resonated with the faith. Yeah. It was really hard. I feel like I did it as a teen. I knew the stories. I knew the characters. Yeah. Um, or I would say knew of. My mom used to tell me about heaven and hell and I would be afraid of hell. Like I yeah. always had the knowledge of God in my heart. Like it says in Proverbs, the knowledge of God is in everyone's heart. Yeah. And I also knew what comes after this life, but I still did not have my why. I didn't know why I had to do this. I didn't know who I was. The biggest thing in my testimony I feel like is that I didn't know who I was. I didn't yeah. have an identity. Therefore, I did anything. I said anything yeah. to claim anything, yeah. to be anything. Um, I was just so unhappy with myself. Moving forward, I think my entire teenage life, I was in and out of the faith. Sometimes I was like, I really love being a Christian. I want to be a Christian and I want to love God. And I know with him comes peace and joy. It's like I knew all these things, but I never, I never committed. Yeah. I never committed all the way because I knew it came with so many sacrifices and i think part of me w was able to like wanted to sacrifice and then part of me didn't mm -hmm. it was hard because being a christian wasn't a thing like it wasn't cool it wasn't yeah it was like a snotty christian and all of the stuff like no one wanted to be a christian no yeah. one was living like a christian in my life and so when my parents had less control over my life per se that's when I started like adopting bad patterns and yeah. bad behaviors and I was exposed to different people and different things and I just wanted to be liked. I would, again, I would say things I didn't mean or say things I didn't, weren't true, do stuff that yeah. I didn't like and it was tough. Like I was so unhappy with myself. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was becoming. Literally, I found myself going back to the Bible every other like six months <laughs> Um, trying to figure out where I am and what I was supposed to do. And I was just so, so flipping lost. Mm -hmm. Like it was ridiculous. I look back and I think I'm so sad to like, I see my like younger self and I feel so sad mm -hmm. because I'm like, I wish you would have accepted who you were from Christ and walked in that because you were be so much more joyful and happy and all the things. And I just wasn't. And then I came across a group of people um, who were very, like, heavily involved with substances yeah. and drugs and alcohol and all, like, the wrong things. Yeah. Um, and I really very much was consumed. I was consumed. And I didn't do it by myself. I would just do it in front of them in the beginning. Yeah. And then after, it just became what I ran to. Like ran to when I was sad, ran to when I was mad and I became addicted. Mm -hmm. I was held down. I was chained up. I was in bondages because I was so like confused. Yeah. I was so intoxicated. I was so brainwashed. Like it felt like I was living a double life because I would hide it so well at first and I would pretend that. I would still pretend like I would still try to read my Bible and then I would do this at nighttime or the day, and then it became the daytime and then it became all day. And 
it was just like a really confusing time and yeah. i knew what i was doing was wrong yeah but at that point it was like all i ever wanted yeah it's all i needed it's all i wanted to do i didn't care um and although me and you were part of our life like our whole life we were always in and out yeah like you were in india or you were in new zealand for yeah. most of your life yeah. and i was here we wouldn't talk because you were a chump bucket <laughs> yeah and i always honestly y'all i always thought like i was i had a fear of reaching out to Miriam because i thought that she was so furious with me because of the way i used to act um and that's again another testimony of her character of like every time that we used to connect again in between the years it could have been like two years since we talked she would always show me grace always show me love always show me like just goodness and um but yeah i was scared like i was scared <laughs> to reach out to her because again i was not a nice person towards her in my younger days oh the younger days <laughs> the younger days um yeah we weren't really in each other's life here and there we would pop in and um whatever but i think when you came back to canada and you reached out to me multiple times because you were obsessed with me yes yes <laughs> there was there was a very 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 long period of me just running after her because I knew I wanted to be with her. I knew that this was what God ordained and I wanted to chase her down. But again, I was always scared that the damage I've done in the past would be like the end of it. Like I would never be able to like overcome that because of the person I used to be. But whenever I came back home, I would always reach out to Miriam. <laughs> always. Whenever I came back from cricket, I always reach out to Miriam and be like, Hey, what you doing? You want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. And that took me a while to like <laughs> say yes, but I eventually did. But um, yeah, like like COVID was a great time for you. Yes. Like you said. Yeah. But for me, it was so bad. Yeah. It was, I really struggle with intrusive thoughts and like it's a boxing match in my head. Like Rocky and Apollo, <laughs> we're just going at it. It's like me versus me and it, it's like something I really, really struggled with. Yeah. Now I know how to step away from that and like breathe in life and I'm able to figure it out. But yeah. before I wasn't equipped with all of that and I wasn't equipped with the word or what God says about me. So I was in a dark place and I was hanging around not the best people. And I had a period where I lost all my friends and it was, it was just, ugh, it was just not it. <laughs> and, um, I would resort to like, again, substances, things that will not fill me up. And they were, I knew like in the moment they would help me. And like, as soon as I get sober, I'll, I won't be okay. But I was still doing it and yeah. it was bad. Like it was bad. Like it really caused even like health issues. Yeah. And there came a moment where I was having health scares and like health issues and I had to go get a check. And, um, I just remember like, it was just, it was not looking good for me. And I said my first, I had my first conversation with God in like a couple years. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who passed away from a drug overdose and that really sent me to a spiral. And so I really tried, like I, I said, God, of my first conversation like a real conversation like it yeah. wasn't even like it wasn't a monologue anymore yeah it was a dialogue 
like I heard God speak to me back for the first time in a long time and I was like God like if you can help me I'll promise start to start doing the work yeah and he did like I felt I still felt like crap I still felt like I need to figure my life out but yeah. in that moment I finally felt like I had help good help the yeah. right help yeah and through that it was really hard like i'm i love that agosh felt instantly he felt his chains break but for me i had to really put in work like i really had to put in work i had to fight withdrawals i had to fight fear and i had to fight all of it like i was itching i lost a lot of people in my life at that at that point agosh was the only person in my life yeah like everyone turned against me and i only had agosh and I wanted it that way. And I think that it was good that way. And I think God orchestrated that way because it was my isolation season. Yeah. Like it was a season where it was just me, God, and sometimes a gosh. <laughs> yeah. I would pop in, you know, give myself a little cameo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be the encouraging <laughs> voice. You know what I mean? Um, But at this point, Akash and I weren't dating. No. Like we weren't dating at all. Um, He would try. Yeah. And I would tell him like, I have so much baggage. I have so many things I need to work out. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't. And everyone thought we were dating, but we weren't. No. <laughs> Trust Surprise. me. We weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. We weren't dating. And um, for like, I think it was like two years. Yeah. For two years, we weren't dating. We were just in and out of each other's life. There was times where a gosh, we needed his space. Yeah. There was time where I needed my space and that was really good for our relationship. I feel like so so good because I think that if we would have ran to each other instead of running to God first, we would have built such an unstable foundation of our relationship and our marriage. But we instead said, you are someone I want to spend my life with. Yeah. But right now I need to focus on the Lord. Yeah. And right now I need to focus on my own spiritual health and there and like we're gonna be honest with you guys in the moment it didn't feel like it didn't feel like this yeah Yeah, it felt terrible in the moment um but obviously like i know all of us have moments where we're like in the moment it feels terrible but in hindsight we're like i needed that and thank god that you protected us from that yeah because you protected our marriage now like you protected our relationship you protected our future protected our purity yeah you protected a lot of things in that moment where we were like god what are you doing like we know that we're called to be for like with each other we know that we're called to marry each other so why is this not working out but god needed his time with us yeah and it was like i look back and i'm like it was such a bitter time it was was, i look back and now i'm like it was such a sweet time i know we were really there for each other as friends like championing championing each other through it yeah but we were really friends like we weren't talking to each other every single day Mm -hmm. he was doing his own thing i was doing my own thing we would have our catch-ups but we were we were just focusing on our time with the lord yeah and for that in that time like where i got to spend time with god i finally knew who i was i finally found my identity and god really called me back snatched me out of the trenches and he really helped me and like I learned so much in that time of um, being in my isolation season. And I thank God for like the way he actually saved my life because it was not working out. Yeah. Like I was so suicidal. Mm-hmm. My body was breaking down. I looked like death. My parents were so concerned. Like it was not good. Like yeah. 
it was not good and um just a couple days ago i was in my word and i'm going through my studies right now and i'm doing my individual studies in proverbs but i love to start up my day with the psalms and i was asking god before i was reading my bible and i was like god i pray that you you know give me a revelation something i can use for the podcast or just something and i was flipping through psalms and i came upon psalms 116 and in psalms 116 it spoke directly into how i feel about my life and how faithful god's been it says in verse 8 for you lord have delivered me from death my eyes from tear my feet from stumbling that i may walk before the lord in the land of the living and later on it says in verse 13 i lift up the cup of salvation and i call on the name of the lord i fulfill my vows to the lord in the presence of all his people and i just was like wow like this is how i truly feel like this was my life like god delivered me from death yeah like i wasn't just dancing with the devil i was in love with the devil yeah i was trying so hard to fit into this world when i was called to be set apart yeah like i was called to be different and the reason why i was so unhappy with all the uh, different identities i was trying to adapt was because that's not who i am yeah and i'm just so grateful that god gave me that time and god brought me through all of that because i can never ever go back now yeah like i'm so rooted and so happy with who i am now and who god's called me to be that i can't go back and be friends with the same people i were i was was friends with or do the same things i was doing and like the best thing about our testimonies is just how much we've been able to encourage each other yeah and the one thing that like really helps me encouraged me so much was Although I knew God was like doing a miraculous thing in me and breaking my chains through substances and all these worldly desires that I was having. Yeah. He placed a testimony like a gosh in front of me. And like I said, like he was so different than the man he is today. And I when I was in and out of faith when I was seven years old and doing Bible studies Bible sorry, Bible studies with my family. I was praying for a gosh and being like, God, I know he's a jerk, but I pray that you show your light to him and he can be a man of God. Those are real prayers. Like those are real. Like, she's not my, joking about that. Yeah. And he, my answered prayer. And I was able to see how much God moved in his life. And that encouraged me to keep going. I was like, if God can do that in his life, he can do, like, he's the same God. He can yeah. do the same thing so in true. my life. Amen. And so watching his testimony what is what encouraged me to walk in my life with the lord and keep going and keep going and keep going and eventually i got baptized in a yeah, year yeah i'm now two years sober amen and let's go babe let's get it and god's been so good what a win what a win yeah honestly like um you can see like there's a few themes that are um, similar for both of our testimonies. You know, we were dealing with a lot of brokenness, a lot of bondage. And even though we were trying to pursue each other, we were pursuing each other with our brokenness. Yeah. And we weren't whole. Like we weren't whole in Christ. We were, you know, we were like broken people trying to, you know, find love and stuff like that. And God was really like, hey, I need to make sure that you are. Um, I want to make sure your identity is rooted in me so that your identity helps you 
with your brokenness and right. your brokenness doesn't influence your identity right right so there's so much like that that has happened over our lives and you know as you were talking about like you know god is the same yesterday today and forever um this is why we share about our testimonies this is yeah, why we wanted to bring literally. this out here before you guys because um we encourage you guys to share your testimony we encourage you guys to have these type of conversations with your family and your friends or even somebody that just is curious about the faith um have these conversations with them because you know god's previous faithfulness is an indication of his future performance Amen. like the stuff that he's done in the past we read it in the bible every single day mm -hmm. you know we all have living testimonies of his faithfulness and that's an indication of what his future performance is going to look like because he is faithful yeah. no matter how much we are unfaithful he is faithful and he will make sure that the promise comes to pass as well so um these are just things that again this we hope this encourages you guys yeah. we hope that this um encourages you in your walk and in your faith um and you know we're just super excited that we were able to share um definitely very vulnerable state to be sharing from mm -hmm. and you know we just our prayer was before this is like we pray that this just encourages and impacts people's lives mm -hmm. to the point where they can um be empowered in their faith walk but also um share their testimony for god's glory that's yeah. all it's for really it's to share about god's glory because he deserves it more than anybody he deserves it yeah right and i'm so. gonna keep it really 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 real here keep it real girl <laughs> um when akash and i first discussed that we wanted to share our testimonies when god laid on his heart that like yeah. i think we should share our testimonies in our first episode yeah i was so hesitant <laughs> i was like what i was yeah. like they don't gotta know all that <laughs> yeah um but like later on and like i realized because right now as a married couple we're going through acts yeah. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait to speak on Acts. It's my favorite book in the Bible, but just the way God's been moving through that book in our life and how it, yeah. he's inspired us to yep. walk more boldly and be more like the disciples um, has been so, so good. So we're excited for that. But um, I was like really nervous. Yeah. I was nervous about speaking on our bondages i was worried about speaking about our past i was worried about all of that i was worried about what people would think i was worried about all of it yeah and even right now like i asked akash i was like babe are you gonna speak on exactly what your addictions were or like what your bondages were he's like no nope. yeah no literally <laughs> that was literally before we hit record literally before the button got hit yeah and then he's like well i mean like i feel like you, i think you got convicted didn't you yeah i mean in the moment when i was sharing the holy spirit really told me to share mm -hmm. everything because again i don't want to give you guys a watered down version of the power of god right because that's not what we're here to do yeah like we're here to share about the power of god and what he can do yeah in our life so that it encourages you to believe that he can do it for your life and the enemy does not want you to talk about the 100%. goodness of God. Like he doesn't like, yep. again, testimonies are a public declaration, declaration of what God has done in your life yep. and the ways he's moved and the ways he's delivered you, saved you all these ways. And it's just so amazing when we as believers can get together and talk about it. Yeah. I talk about my life verse a lot, but my life verse is Acts 20, 24. Share it, girl. <laughs> She's been memorizing this to you. <laughs> I'm in my memorizing scripture era. <laughs> and um, it talks about how this is um, Paul speaking. And he says that 
we are meant to finish. He says, I'm not here for anything else other than to testify to the good news and the God's yeah. and God's grace. Yeah. And testifying to the good news is also talking about your story. So yeah. I really, really want to encourage you and we want to challenge you guys to go yeah. out there and share your testimony. Share it with someone who doesn't know God. Yeah. Share it with someone who's in and out of faith. Share it with someone who needs hope. Yeah. Because it's powerful. And don't let anyone tell you. Don't even let yourself tell you that your testimony is not big. I know. Yeah. That's. I think that's like the biggest lie that we feed into. It's like oh, I'm insignificant. Right. Mine doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to want to listen to that. Yeah. Like, no, I'm telling you, God is going to move through you in such a powerful way if you are just obedient Yeah. to let the Holy Spirit flow through you. Like, really. Like, when you were talking about Acts, I want to share one more scripture from that um, uh, chapter 4 where it says, um, verse 13, it says, this is the Sanhedrin. Um, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, er ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So like, so again, good. we hit this a little bit in our intro where we're like, hey, we're not Bible nerds. Like we're not like Bible scholars or anything like that. We didn't yeah. go to school for this. Yeah. But we are going to speak on what we've seen God do in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we can only hope that this encourages you guys to know that like whether you know us or whether you don't know us, like we are people that have been with Jesus and marked with Jesus. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's something that is, um, the standard for all of us as believers. Like everybody should see you no matter if they know you or they don't, like they don't know you mm -hmm. that this person is walking with Jesus. This person is a follower of Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is just so powerful and I'm so glad that we did this today. Like this has just been so surreal and, honestly like very 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 rewarding honestly yeah so I'm, I'm super grateful for this yeah we just hope this encourages y'all and um gives you the confidence that you need to step out in faith and share the good news yeah in your own life yeah and you know we want to be praying for you guys yeah you know like this is something that again is not easy it's not like natural to do but we want to be praying for you guys and you know we're gonna we're going to end the podcast out with a prayer, um, but um, we want to hear from you guys as well and, and know if this has helped you, know if this has encouraged you. Um, you'll have like um, our socials and stuff in the description, so mm -hmm. feel free to reach out. You can DM us on Instagram, email us. Um, also, let us know what you want us to be praying for, for you. Yeah. Like we want to, like, we, yeah, we want to, we want to set aside time throughout the week to be praying for you guys as you guys are going about your faith walk, as you guys are going about your daily lives, whatever it is, like we know everybody has their own things that they're dealing with and everybody's in different um, stages of life right now. So mm -hmm. we want to be make sure that we're praying intentionally. And then also we can share praise reports of how God has moved in your life. You know what I mean? Again, that's like a testimony. that's a testimony. Mm -hmm. Every single moment is a testimony of our lives when we see God move in such a powerful way. So, um, Go into our description. You'll see many ways that you can reach out to us. And we're just um, so glad for for this podcast and so glad for this opportunity to yeah. share our testimonies. So, yeah, babe, give them give them some wisdom, pray over them, give them some encouragement. And um, yeah, let's 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 do that right now. OK, dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for this life, God. Thank you so much for all the things that you put us through, God, and all the things that you help us through, Lord. 
we are so grateful for each unique story in this world, God, because it reveals your character. It reveals your faithfulness, God. We thank you so much for the breath of life you put in our life, um, in our lungs, God. You have been so faithful to us, whether we know it or not, Lord. And God, I just pray over everyone listening to this. I pray that we encourage them, God. I pray that you give them the strength to go out and testify to the good news and testify to your character, Lord. You deserve so much more than what you have, God. And we just want to be able to be vessels in your life. Vessels in our life, sorry. And I pray that um, we can speak on how great you are, Lord. Yeah. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Honestly, like, this has just been so, so special. And um, I'm very, very grateful. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, thank you so much for all of your encouragement, all of your love, um, everything that you guys have said for us, um, said to us, or, you know, all just, even just sharing. Like, this has been so helpful. So, you know, share this with a friend. Share this um, on your socials. Um, we appreciate We appreciate all your support all of the love, all the intentionality behind all of this. And so um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. We're, um, <laughs> we're excited to see you guys back here next week. Next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>